Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the College to Pro.com. Hey, Red Dragons faithful. Welcome to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. Hosted by Bo Machanti that features Coach Perry and the next generation of today's Red Dragons players. to another edition of the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. I am your show host, Bo Marchanti, joined with head coach Jim Perry entering season six at the helm of the Miles McKinley Red Dragons. And a lot to talk about as they get started Thursday night against their rivals, the Howland Tigers. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to get into the team captains and what these guys bring to this year's table. With that said, Coach Perry, I can't wait to get another season going with you. How's this afternoon treating you, my friend? Well, it's the worst week of the year in some ways and the best week of the year in others. I mean, obviously <laughs> excited to, to get the season going, but that uh, lead up to week one is full of anxiety of the unknowns, you know. So um, a mixed bag, but, you know, it's football season, Bo. How bad could it be? Oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, football season, I think football season, at least in my life, is why um, I'm so corrupted on time and dates and places. Uh, we were talking prior to this week. He said, hey, when are we getting the pod going? And I said, well, hey, anytime next week, let me know. And you're like, well, hey, we got to get it done before Thursday. And as you said, and I did not know this, uh, we chatted briefly before we went live, that uh, the schedule is now earlier with the playoffs. Can you kind of allude with the audience on that a little bit? Yeah, so for, for years, you know, it was eight teams qualified in each region of the playoffs, so there was uh... – uh, you, you know, you would play five playoff games at max, but now that's all the way up to six. And, uh, you know, to get all those games in and, and beat the snow and the Ohio weather, they, they've they gradually kind of kicked this season up. And this year uh, it's even a few days earlier. So, you know, talking to our, uh, I guess, ex-Dragons that think of the grind of two-a-days, we were laughing at our kids talking about the grind of two-a-days. We had five two-a-days this year. <laughs> it used to be probably 25 two-a-days at minimum. So, uh, you know, you're you're sort of on uh, – much like most things in our world, everything's on a fast-forward pace, and you just got to be ready to go. And uh, last year, two and eight, not the season you wanted. And excuses from injuries aren't something people want to hear, but I, I do think there's a, there's a toll that can wear. It really just diminishes uh, – the quality on the field, it just it, it diminishes your ability to execute the way you wanted, and you have to have talent. And I, I think this year you're getting these kids back. Um, we'll talk about the captains. Um, you know, uh, you know we got Walger, we got Joe Smith, and we got uh, Anthony Budak, Antoine Gardner, um, some talented young men. Can you kind of talk about how those captain roles were brought up, um, team voting, coaches voting, a combination of both, and what these kids mean to this program? Yeah, so it's uh, it's something we try to put in the kids' hands, and uh, you know we we talk to them about you know you got to separate a kid's ability uh, from you know being a great teammate, which was we feel is the most important thing. Uh, obviously, being a leader, and uh, you know the, their commitment to, to their teammates and to themselves, and the, the time that, that those guys put in. So uh, each player was able to vote for uh, for three people, including themselves, that they chose to. And uh, what we do when we we uh, tally those is we look for a natural break. So 
this year, it you know we had four guys uh, in in the give twenty you know twenty plus votes apiece, and then the next guy was at eleven votes. So to, to us, that was a pretty simple way to say, okay, we're going to have four captains this year. Um, they're they're a diverse group in that that you know each. I think we'll each lead in a different way, which I think is really, really good. And uh, so, you know, I'm obviously uh, proud of them. I'm excited for them. And, uh, you know, one unique thing here, uh, Anthony, is uh, his dad was a captain back in my sophomore year in the 1987 team where we were conference champions. So uh, that was pretty cool. I actually uh, pulled Anthony over. His, his dad flies our drone and practices bows, you know, and uh, – I, I called him over and and told him, uh, "Hey Anthony, you got something you want to tell your dad?" So got to got to witness witness that something that we don't get to see a lot of the parent kid interactions. Huh. But that was a little unique thing, uh, you know, for me. You know, like I said, his dad, uh, of course, was my captain, and then and getting to see Anthony do that uh, it was pretty cool. That's excellent. Once again, you're listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast here with Jim Perry, Coach Perry, if you will talking a little X's and O's and some insight into this program as they make their debut at Howland Thursday night, 7 p.m., so make sure you get your rears there. I'll, I'll definitely be there, even though I wasn't uh, sure when the game was. Um, I will be there Thursday night to uh, support the Dragons. So uh, with these captains, and, and there's I mean, there's a lot of young men on the, in this program, but uh, nonetheless, why don't you just kind of take us through the offensive side, what we can kind of look forward to, and then we'll flip it to the defensive side and, and kind of talk about some of the things that, you know, you're hoping come to fruition in terms of team success, individual success, and a, a camaraderie to allow this team to kind of build on some wins and, and have some success in 2023. Okay, so uh, offensively, um, again, we do return a lot of, of guys, especially our skill positions, Uh uh, you know, you you look on at our receivers: Jamari White, uh, Josh McCoy, Chris Roshar, Joe Smith. Um, actually, Landon Turner is a kid that played some skill position, might play some tight end for us. Uh, Nathan Coots, Nathan's even started our uh, you know games as a freshman. Uh, so you know, we have about four, five, maybe even six guys there that, that we feel can. Uh, uh, play and a couple others that uh, you know if they have to go in the game, we feel confident there. So you know that that's certainly nice. You know I think everybody knows about Antoine Gardner and and what a running back he is. And uh, I I really think the key to this for us is having these guys on the outside that you know defense is if they try to cheat and stack the box to Antoine, I, I really believe that. Uh, uh, if we get the ball out on the edges, they're going to cause some people some big problems. And, you know, we're really going to rely on that because, you know, up front, we do have some experience coming back. Like you mentioned in the intro, just so many injuries. And it was really to that group. Um, uh, so we're still, you know, we, we spent, all, of course, all of July and uh, this first part of August camp, you know, trying to get that right combination of those guys up front. We'll be a little bit undersized up there. We got a couple uh, uh, tall guys. Uh, you know, Carter Waldron's probably about six four, and Chris Massius is about six four. Um, so, but they're they're both a little lean, you know, in the in the okay. you know low two hundred uh, low two hundred. So, you know, we don't have that. You know, six five two ninety five guy, or, or even like a Matt Keeley last year that uh, <laughs> you know math on and played at YSU and doing well up there. But uh, so you know we're. We're going to try to rely on that, though. You know, we do, we do when you have a, a lean group up front, you do 
tend to gain some athleticism. Uh, Landon Turner is a kid that, like I said, he, he played tight end for us, but he's actually been uh, – we've been repping him at guard as well because he's such a physical kid and uh, he's a smart kid. So, you know, asking him to do two, 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 three, four, five – He, I heard him joking with his teammates the other day. He, I think he's pretty <laughs> confident. He's about played every position on the football field, and I, I – I haven't seen him kick, but other than that, I think he might be right. He's actually our long snappers on uh, punts and uh, extra points and such, too. So uh, he, he really does do it all. And, uh, you know, I think when we moved him down in there, it sort of did, you know, solidify some stuff there. Nick Clark's a kid that's been snapping for us for a few years. And then uh, uh, we have some underclassmen in uh, Nico Whetstone and Mason Cormel and uh, some others, uh, Dom, uh, Dom Nolan's a kid that, uh, moved to the line last year, uh, had some injuries, but he has had some experience. So again, it's kind of nice that, that you can list off about Dante Miller as another senior, you know, about eight, nine guys there. But, you know, I think I did that last year and then all of a sudden we're down to about five and looking for more. So, you know, we, yeah. we all obviously have to get healthy. I think any team in America, but is in that same boat. So, uh, you know, hopefully there's that. And then, of course, you know, in the, in the backfield, uh, again, Antoine, uh, he missed a lot of games last year due to a hand injury. Uh, but, you know, he's back. And then uh, uh, Stevie Thomas is a sophomore. has been looking really good in our two scrimmages. Deontay Williams, another kid that can run the ball. And then, of course, uh, Joe Smith. And Joe got all those carries when Antoine was out last year. So, Again, a little bit of depth there running back. And and Joe's a kid that also plays receiver and up back, and we move him around quite a bit just because of his, his, again, physicality and athleticism. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of seniors in that group, which is positive. Um, You know, our overall numbers on the football team, Bo, are are down considerably. Um, You know, our sophomore class is really, really small. There's like five kids in the sophomore class. So, uh, wow, you know that—that's always something that makes you a little bit nervous. But if you track that, that was that group when they were in seventh grade was COVID, and uh, wow. we kind of forget. You know, there was a lot of uh, people not sending their kids to do stuff. You know, understandably, of course. And if you look at some of the other teams in the school, they, you know that—that's a group that's that the numbers are just down. And uh, but you know, I, the message we talked to our kids about all year was, hey, Jefferson won the region. That we play in with, I, I counted that 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 night because uh, they played that game at Bowen Stadium against West Branch. They had 23 kids dressed that night. So if you got the right 11 out there, you know the, huh. that, that that's what's important. Uh, of course, I'd love to have 100 kids, but uh, you know I do I do feel good about the group we're going to put out on the field tomorrow night. Awesome, awesome. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, I, I, I'm sure a lot of kids are going to play both ways. So, you know, we're going to see the guys on offense and, the, you know, we're going to see the same kids on defense. So defensively, uh, do, you, do you feel good? And, uh, you know, what do you want? At? I mean, you, you know, you want to be able to stop the ball. You want to be ferocious. You want to do everything a defense is thought to be. But kind of take us through, you know, what you expect Thursday night and maybe the mentality, the demeanor of what we're going to see from that 11 on the defensive side of the football. And I well, guess you know I, what, I coach. Say, and I and I want to know. Uh, I I know talking with, uh, you know, some of the coach. Uh, you know, I you know, uh, you know, I just who's that? Uh, you know, who's that? Who's the really feisty one? I guess who's that one that people are going to be sitting in the stand saying, "Man, this kid just loves to hit." Yeah, we got a couple. Um, you know, first of all, to say you know what, what are you looking for most? 
you know, we we felt we felt like we need to be more physical than we've been in the past. And, and again, if you if you go back to trends, the teams that have given us the problems, it's the teams that can go double tight and full back and kind of you know running up right at you. And, and we haven't been great against that. But the one thing I can say is that out of the two scrimmages, uh, you know, anytime I think when you're more physical than Cardinal Mooney, that that's that's a positive. And I, I felt like we were a little bit more physical than them. And then, uh, you know, against Marlington, our defense turned the ball over quick. We were up 28 nothing, about a minute into the second quarter. So, uh, you know, uh, getting some takeaways, something that's lacked a little bit. Uh, but, again, just overall physicality and pursuit of the football are the, the two big things there. Uh, when you talk about the, you know, those guys that uh, bring that, um, I, I'd say one, Chris Masiosi. Chris is one of the linemen I mentioned. He's a six-four kid, weighs about two hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, he's got a high, he's got a high uh, motor, and uh, you know he, he's done a nice job for us up front. I, I think that that he can give defenses a problem. And Landon Turner, a kid that I mentioned before, I, I, I see a progression in how Landon's moving downhill as a linebacker, uh, as opposed, you know, it's. It, those live reps you get as a sophomore and a junior, those those add up. And I think Landon showed some maturity there, an inside linebacker. And then, you know, we have our whole secondary essentially intact, guys that at least had, you know, started five games or more. And, uh, you know, Antoine, everyone knows him as a running back. But, you know, he's a, he's a pretty big physical presence on uh, the defensive side of the ball. The key with him is, you know, finding, where, you know, where to get him some rest and that and, if I'm being honest, I'd probably rather rest him on offense, and because uh, he's okay. he makes a lot of things happen for us on defense. So, and, and again, having uh, kids like Josh McCoy and Chris Roshar back there, and, and Jamari who played all season last year, uh, you know, you're able to maybe breathe a little bit better, thinking that you know we'll be more sound in in coverage. But in the in the scrimmages, we have given up a few plays, and it's it's because we haven't really finished that you know, when the quarterback scrambled, we've, we've lost eye discipline a little bit and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to play defense in this new era where, where everybody's, uh, you know, using all the field to cover, but, um, you know, when you have older kids that have been out there, you, you kind of hope that that's going to translate into more success on that side of the ball. Excellent stuff. Once again, coach Perry here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragon football podcast. And this is uh, you can find these free and available iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can listen to these, download them, and listen live or download and listen to that at your leisure. Uh, Coach, we've got about five minutes left. And uh, why don't we touch briefly on your opponent Thursday night and uh, maybe talk about some of the things. Uh, you, you don't want to give away the game plan, but uh, what are some of the things that uh, fans should maybe take notice of or maybe some of the players that they might get acquainted with on the Howland side of things. Well, it's it's again you go back to the unnerving feeling. This is a new coaching staff. Um, you know, of course we've we've seen their scrimmages on film, but it it kind of reminds me of of uh, you know the college atmosphere where uh, you know these teams that play you know these non conference games they don't know much about each other and and you got to go in there and and <laughs> be ready for anything. You know. I, we have to go back and even look at some Poland tape because the uh, the coach Jones was the offensive coordinator of Poland. So, you know, what do they like to do? And, you know, like last year specifically, you know, they run a bunch of unbalanced sets that, that we didn't really adjust too great. So we've worked on those for the last couple of weeks, just thinking that's something it that might be. They have not shown unbalance in the scrimmages, but you got to be prepared for it. And uh, so, you know, you gotta be, you gotta stay focused on the fundamentals, but uh 
you know, it's a new look Howland team. Um, you know, the quarterback's back. He's a big kid. Uh, uh, Perry, not can be confused with the Perry P A R R Y. His name's spelled P E R R Y. But you know, he he's about six four himself and a uh, pretty good runner. So, uh, you know, you know the running back runs really hard. Uh, they're they're not as big as they've been up front, but a few of their linemen look like real physical kids. So, uh, it's Niles Holland though. I mean, I, I, we could sit here and split hairs with with who's out there. You know, I think that's the biggest thing: us being able to control our emotions. Uh, because I know our kids are super excited to get out there and get going, and uh, this is a big one. You know, uh, uh, if you had to pick one game on the schedule to win, this is the one you'd circle. And having a week one, there's a, there is a lot of pressure there. And uh, you know, you said two and eight last season, but and in, in, it feels like to me we're still two and eight because we have not been able to wash that taste up out of our mouth. So we got to come out here and set the tone. Uh, you know, get this season started off in the right direction. Excellent stuff. Coach, I love having the opportunity to be able to kind of share the word about the football program that you've put together down there and, and giving some of these kids uh, just uh, some recognition, some uh, notoriety in terms of um, them being uh, be able to be heard. And, and, and you know, every, everyone goes to the game, but they, they don't get the insight. And that's why I love about the broadcast. I learn about the kids, especially when we start doing them down at the stadium and I get to sit for 10 minutes and talk to these kids. And, I, you know, today's athlete, there's a lot of, uh, you know, they don't care. But, you know, you can see it in their eyes. You can hear it in their voice that they love the game. They love being a red drag, and they love playing high school football. And you're part of that uh, character building, man building, if you will, and uh, bringing these guys together. And uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best. Go out and get that Northeast State victory and uh, start these Dragons off at 1-0, my friend. Well, uh, that's certainly a plan, and uh, Bo, thank you. Uh, this is uh, not something that I, every school has, and, uh, you know, I, I know we have some loyal listeners, but I think every year hopefully we pick up some new ones, and uh, I just want everyone to know that uh, this was Bo's idea. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe, Bo, we're going back six years now. Um, I know, amazing. And uh, Bo says, I want to do something to help the program. Uh, Bo has uh, his own uh uh, website out there and podcast. Actually, he's in Pittsburgh right now at training camp. Is that right, Bo? I mean, you're you're with with the Steelers and took some time out of yeah. the day to to be with us. And uh, he does this for free and uh, because he 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 wants to to do something for the kids. And you know, that, I think that's everyone's favorite part when we get the kids on there and uh, we get to hear their personalities come through. I, I think that would make the show awesome. So my apologies <laughs> that they had to hear me drone on a little bit too much, but. Uh, uh, again, thank you both for, for this, uh, uh, you know, your idea here. And it's it's something that I think a lot of people look forward to. So thank you. Excellent stuff. Well, Coach Perry, best to you and the staff. Everybody, as I always like to say, that puts their hand in the pile to help the Niles Red Dragons be the team that they are. Um, kudos to you. A lot of people behind the scenes put a lot of work into this, not just the players and the coaches, but a lot of moms, dads, brothers, sisters, grandmas, grandpas, uncles, aunts, friends, um, put a lot of love into this program. And that's why we want to be able to share this program with you. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. This has been a C2P exclusive.